Hello and welcome to episode 114, can you believe, of the Vegan Business Tribe podcast with myself, David Pennell. And if you are a vegan in business or vegan with a business, then you have found your tribe. And even if you only have an idea for a business at the moment, then we are here to support you and to inspire you, not just to build a vegan business, but to build a successful vegan business. And I'm returning to a topic today that I've actually covered on this podcast, I think twice before. Now, we've actually been going for about three years on the Vegan Business Tribe podcast, which I actually didn't realise. That kind of flew past me without me knowing it. And it was only when someone asked me last week how long we'd been doing the podcast that I realised it was almost three years to the day. So because we've been going for a while now, I think it is fair to sometimes return to a topic, and especially if it's one that needs a bit of an update. But this is a topic where my own opinion continues to shift, and it's this. If you have a vegan business or you sell a vegan product, should you use that word vegan? Or is doing that going to put people off? Should you call it plant-based or cruelty-free or just something else instead? Well, I'm going to give you the definitive answer on that today. But before we start, just a quick call out to all of our Vegan Business Tribe members, because it has been just such a wild year for so many businesses with so much going on in the world. And some people, they've come through it and their businesses are now stronger for that. But others, they've had to completely change what they are doing to survive. And it's been amazing to see both old familiar faces in our online networking meetups. You know, some people who've been running their vegan business for decades. And just to see those people alongside other folk who are just getting started and have got such amazing enthusiasm to use their business to move a vegan cause forwards. And you too can meet all these people if you want to come and sign up to be part of Vegan Business Tribe. It is only £18.99 a month and you get so much value for that, including full access to our Vegan Business Academy on the website. But it genuinely makes a huge difference when you surround yourself with the people who are on that same ethical business mission that you are. And you also get direct access to me through our community hub as well. So if you've got a question that you want to ask, either the other members, or if you want to run an idea by myself or our other vegan business experts that we've got in the group, then you can just put that in the community hub. You can even send me a direct message also. And we could not do everything that we do to support and champion the vegan business scene without the most important people in Vegan Business Tribe. And that's you. We are funded by our members. So 
Vegan Business Tribe Live that we put on at the London Olympia last month. This podcast that you listen to every single week. All the content and courses that we create and provide. If you feel that you get value from all of that and you want to help us to just to keep doing what we do, as well as getting amazing support for your vegan business at the same time. I mean, it really is a win-win situation. Then do go take a look at the website at veganbusinesstribe.com and click on that join button on the homepage. You really won't regret becoming part of a tribe. And I suspect you'll possibly even make some new friends at the same time. And before we get started, also a call out to our amazing sponsors, who we especially could not do this podcast without, especially now that we've moved on to YouTube too. And they are Keith and his team at Vegan Accountants here in the UK, Matali and her team at The Vegan Publisher, Jay Street, who is our ethical financial advisor at Mindful Wealth, and last, but in no means least, the legend who is Karen Ridgers from Mad or Make a Difference Promotions, who I know will be listening to this on the treadmill at the gym, because she tells me that's where she listens to all our podcasts. So if you want to just join me here, just to encourage Karen to pick up the pace a little bit. That'll be absolutely amazing. Okay, so you're going to hear more from our sponsors later on, but let's get started on today's topic, which is, do you call your business or your product vegan or not? And I'll admit, this is one of the most common questions that we get asked by Vegan Business Tribe members. And as I said, my own view on this topic is, It has shifted over the years, which is why I keep coming back to it on the podcast, because I've seen some companies be really successful by embracing that word vegan. But I've also seen just other brilliant examples of what I would call vegan by stealth. So, for example... When I've talked about this topic before, I've mentioned Blonde's Cruelty-Free Eatery, which is a vegan cafe in Humberside, and it's run by Willow and her mother, Megan. And this isn't just your standard local vegan cafe. It's also the birthplace of Mummy Meeg's Chocolate, who launched the first vegan cream egg, and you can now find their products in supermarkets up and down the UK. And when I first interviewed Willow, which was quite a few years ago now, She told me that if she had called her cafe a vegan cafe, then nobody would have come in it. But instead, by calling it a cruelty-free cafe, people would come in and sit down. And by the time they realised that they were drinking oat milk in their coffee and that everything on the menu was vegan, by then it was too late. So I asked Willow, how many people she thought she'd turned vegan with this vegan by stealth approach. And she simply said, loads. Because this strategy, it's allowed her to have a lot of conversations with people about why they were called a cruelty-free cafe and what it is that makes other cafes not cruelty-free. And Willow and her mother, they've developed this really successful vegan chocolate brand that you can buy in the supermarket, but they still work in the cafe because they see that as their form of activism. Do you want to speak at more events? Do you want to get invited onto podcasts like this one? Well, it's far easier to do that if you can say that you have written a book. 
So let me tell you about The Vegan Publisher. Their founder, Matali, she is a best-selling business author herself. And Matali and her team, they will lead you through that entire process of becoming a published author, transforming you into the thought leader of your industry. And writing a book, it isn't just a great marketing activity to get you more clients. Trust me. Being a published author, it will open up doors to opportunities that you never even knew existed. So, even if you think you don't have the time to write a book, or even if you don't know what you might write a book about, go take a look at theveganpublisher.com to find out more. If you are a UK vegan business, wouldn't it be better to have an accountant that shares your ethics? Well, Vegan accountants have got over 30 years of experience and they're a vegan-founded company. And just to add, they're also our accountants at Vegan Business Tribe because they just get us. They understand why we do what we do and they make sure that we're doing it in the most tax-efficient way possible. Keith and his team, they've been massive supporters of our mission at Vegan Business Tribe. So if you are an established UK business with a growth mindset and you want an accountant that is going to help you grow and shares your mission as well as saves you tax, then just go to veganaccountants.co.uk to find out more. So undoubtedly, Deciding whether to call your vegan business vegan, it's not always been an easy decision to make. And lots of studies have shown that non-vegans are far more likely to pick up a vegan product if it doesn't have that word vegan front and centre. And if you want to have a successful business, then there are far more non-vegans in the world to sell to than vegans right now. But we also have to go with a lot of anecdotal evidence too. So Willow, she assumed that she wouldn't get as many customers if she called her cafe vegan, and that might well have been the case. But I'm also a huge fan of our Vegan Business Tribe member, Kelly Vowles, who runs Pixel Rose Hair Design in Swindon. And if you listen to last week's podcast, you will have heard Kelly talk about how Everybody said that no one would come to a vegan hair salon in Swindon, that her town was just not the right place for that. Even her own mother said that. But Kelly, she proudly declares that Pixel Rose is a vegan hair salon and she is packed out. In fact, she's even now expanding into larger premises. So I think that sometimes... We might be too quick to assume that those businesses who didn't call themselves vegan wouldn't have had just as much success if they had. And I think that's kind of been my view for the last few years, that if you're primarily selling to vegans, then you call your company or your product vegan. But if you're not, then do consider plant-based or cruelty-free. And there's even people advocating now, you know, for calling your business or product planet-friendly instead of vegan to get more people to engage with that message. And all of that, it does seem to make sense. But until... We had a very lively discussion amongst our members in our community hub that we run on Slack last week about this topic. And just that conversation and the comments that were made, it made me want to come back and look at this topic again. 
And it wasn't just this, I have to admit, borderline argument that we had on Slack that made me want to come back to this topic again. It's been accumulation of a number of things that have been happening in the vegan sector, you know, over this last six months to a year. Because I don't know if you heard, but the vegan fad, it's over. Sales at companies like Beyond Meat, they're in decline. Meatless Farm had to be rescued by Matthew Glover's VFC. And just this last week, V-Bite, who is one of the UK's longest standing vegan brands owned by vegan entrepreneur Heather Mills, that went into administration. And so, again, We've seen the media lining up to trumpet the death of veganism and to state that people are flocking back to buying meat and dairy. And interestingly, I was seeing so many negative stories appear in my newsfeed about the decline of the vegan market that I had to go and dig into the analytics data to see why I was seeing these stories. Now, I assume that the various algorithms that dictate our online lives know that I've got an interest in veganism. And so I was picking up these news stories and showing them to me. But I was only half right. When I dug down, and I followed the links to see why I was being shown these news stories in my feed. I found out that I was being targeted by an organisation called Beef Central to show me, as somebody interested in veganism, negative news stories about the vegan market. So there's a lot going on here to try and convince you that the vegan market is in decline. But it's simply not the case. In fact, the opposite is true. These vegan brands, they are not struggling because of the lack of demand. They are struggling because the opposite has been true. Studies show that the majority of the public now regularly buy some form of vegan or plant-based alternative in their weekly shop. And when a product goes from something that you buy occasionally to something that you buy regularly, then price, that becomes a real consideration. You're not going to keep paying more than two or three pounds for a litre of branded oat milk when you can pay 69 pence for a litre of a supermarket own brand instead. And this is the difference. Just a couple of years ago, the supermarkets, they didn't have their own brand vegan alternatives. So you had to buy those more expensive branded products. But when the supermarkets saw the huge demand that these products were seeing, they quickly moved in to make that market their own. I just wanted to break off for a second to ask... Are you just following this podcast without being a member of Vegan Business Tribe? Because if you are, then let me tell you, you are missing out on about 80% of everything that goes on at Vegan Business Tribe, including incredible resources and a vibrant community of like-minded vegan business owners from around the world. Because as a member of Vegan Business Tribe, you'll gain access to hundreds of hours of online courses and guides and masterclasses in our Vegan Business Academy to help you grow your vegan business. You'll also get to attend our regular online networking meetups where you can promote your business and just forge those connections with fellow vegan business owners just like you. Plus, 
If you need more direct advice and assistance, you can join us on a live business clinic or you can post a question in our community hub where all our other members plus our vegan business experts are waiting to help you out. And the best part... It's just £18.99 a month. And at the same time, you'll also be supporting the work that we do to champion the vegan business scene around the world. And just to add that we've now also recently introduced one-to-one business coaching and mentoring with myself or one of our vegan business experts. And that's available to a select number of our members. So if you're really looking to take your vegan business to the next level, then we've got you. Don't just lurk on the sidelines. There is a whole community of vegan businesses who want to get to know you and support you. Just head to veganbusinesstribe.com. Click on that big join button on the homepage and I cannot wait to connect with you and discuss your vegan business or your next big idea. So, are we seeing a decline in people buying branded vegan products? Absolutely we are. Kantar market data showed it's in decline by 10% over the last 12 months in the UK. But that same Kantar report, it showed that sales of supermarkets' own brand vegan and plant-based was up by nearly 15%. But that's not something that you're going to hear reported in the news when other vegan brands close down because it doesn't fit the narrative. And I guess people still buying vegan products, but buying them from cheaper places, that just doesn't make the same kind of headline. And you might be asking, well, all this... It's really great to know, but what does it have to do with if I should call my company or my product vegan or not? Well, it's really important context because the perceived wisdom of all these vegan brands has been not to lead with the term vegan because negative misconceptions around vegan food, it's going to stop more people trying it. So they've taken the word vegan off the front of their pack and they've hidden it, you know, in small text on the back somewhere or they've gone with plant-based instead. And I've known ethical, vegan-led businesses not even state at all that their products are vegan. And the only way you'd know is just by looking through the ingredients list. And yes, these companies might have historically made more sales by doing this. But what they also did was they removed their one point of difference. If veganism and all that it stands for has been removed from a product or it's been hidden away to make something more saleable, then in the minds of the consumer, if you put those two products side by side, there is no difference between a plant-based offering by a meat and dairy company and a plant-based product offered by a vegan brand who's looking to end animal cruelty and slaughter. And doing that, that has allowed the non-vegan companies to take the game onto their own turf where they can fight on price and brand recognition instead of the only place that we can beat them, which is ethics. While we were boasting about how much the plant-based sector was booming. 
Those who stood to lose the most from that happening, they were quietly slipping around the back and stealing the keys by convincing us that it was better to call our products and companies plant-based instead of vegan, we have allowed them to beat us at our own game. And you might say, well, that's okay. As long as more people are trying plant-based products, then as vegans, we're winning. But for as long as it is, The large meat and dairy producers who dominate this sector, and don't forget, that's who makes all the own, own brand products for the supermarkets. Then vegan and plant-based will forever just remain an alternative. It will remain a seasonal offering or a healthy option hidden away in its own chiller at the back of a store, while their core animal-based products, they remain protected because they've either bought out or squeezed out the companies who are looking to remove those products entirely. And as I said, we had a really long discussion about this in our Vegan Business Tribe community hub. And one of the comments that really made me want to rethink my own stance on this was a point from Steve and Mel of Vegan Muscle Gymwear. And again, if you're a regular listener to the podcast, you'll have heard from Mel and Steve before. And their point was... That if you have a vegan business, and that could be somebody selling packaged food, or it could be, you know, cleaning chimneys, then you are obliged to not hide the fact that your company is vegan and use your business and the platform you create to fight for the animals and achieve animal rights. In fact, Steve drew the parallel of imagine if the only people who knew and cared of your suffering, of your exploitation and your murder, just kind of awkwardly waved at you across the room because they didn't want to make a scene. He said that's the equivalent of a vegan company being convinced not to label their product or their vegan business as vegan because it might sell better. And that's quite a statement to make. Because what if the end goal of your business isn't just to sell a product, but to bring about systemic change? If you don't want to push the term vegan because you're worried about repelling or even offending customers, then could you be accused of putting your sales ahead of a vegan cause? Do we owe it to the animals to take every opportunity to get the ethical vegan message out there regardless, to directly confront people on their own hypocrisies. Even if you encounter extra challenges in building a successful business by leading with that vegan message. And can not doing that actually be harmful to the vegan cause? So what do I mean by that? Well, Let me give you an example. There is an ice cream parlour in a small, picturesque Yorkshire village about 10 miles away from where I live. And this ice cream parlour, it's open year round. And whenever I go through that village, it does not matter if it is the middle of winter or the height of summer. This ice cream parlour, it's usually packed out. And in tourist season, it's got people just queuing down the road. But everything in that ice cream store 
is vegan. The ice cream, the wafers, the sprinkles, the sauces, it's all 100% animal free. But they don't tell anyone. There is not a mention of that in store. It's only if you go and follow them on social that you'll see the words dairy free in their name. And I've tried a couple of times to get the owner to come and do an interview with me because they've now opened the second store and they regularly, you know, do festivals as well. They are the ultimate example of vegan by stealth. They have converted an entire Yorkshire village and its year-round tourists to vegan ice cream without them even knowing it. And many people will love that. I love that. But I have to admit, there's been several times when I've driven past and seen the huge queues. I've wanted to run up and down shouting to the people leaving that they're eating vegan ice cream. Because... What if selling vegan ice cream and not letting people know it's cruelty-free actually does harm to the vegan cause? You can argue that selling amazing ice cream without making it clear that it is vegan, that's actually just promoting the dairy industry. That person goes away with their view cemented that ice cream is great and those vegans, they don't know what they're missing. As Steve from Vegan Muscle said, give a non-vegan vegan ice cream once and they'll eat vegan ice cream for a day. But explain to a non-vegan the exploitation and murder attached to dairy ice cream whilst at the same time they're enjoying vegan ice cream, then they'll eat vegan ice cream for the rest of their lives. Veganism is a journey. And running a business is a journey. You learn every day. And I'm happy to admit that I wasn't the vegan five years ago that I am now. And I suspect I'm not the vegan right now that I'll be in another five years. You learn and you reevaluate because veganism, it's all about facing your own hypocrisies and deciding to do something about them. If you are looking to get your business in the news or on the radio or interviewed on TV, then no one's going to get your company noticed like Karen Ridges and her team at Mad Promotions. And Karen, she's been at the forefront of the vegan media scene for the last 20 years. And Mad Promotions, they're also our media partners at Vegan Business Tribe. So if you've read about us in plant-based news or in Economist, then that's probably because Karen got that story there. So if you are an ethical company or entrepreneur that wants more media coverage, and if you're a company that is looking to make a difference, then that's literally what Mad Promotion stands for. Karen, she's worked with Veganuary, VegFest, and all the other big names. So go find out more at mad-promotions.com. Did you know that in the UK alone, there is currently around £3 trillion invested in pensions? And much of that money, it's helping to fund harmful industries like tobacco, fossil fuels, gambling and animal agriculture. 
So if instead you want to put your money where your heart is, then Jay Street is the founder of Mindful Wealth, our UK-based independent and vegan financial advisor here at Vegan Business Tribe. And because they are truly independent, they're not restricted to any specific investment range, so they can find the best option that works for you both financially and ethically. Although do note that the value of your investments, it can go down as well as up. But you don't need to have a lot of money invested to make a difference. If you want to talk about your financial planning, whether you're just starting your journey or you need a little guidance on how to create and maintain good habits, then book a free discovery call with Jay by heading to mindfulwealth.uk. So let's try and come to some conclusion on this. And like I said, we've covered this topic twice on the podcast before, so I completely reserve my right to keep changing my stance as I keep learning more. But should you use the word vegan in your business? Should you call your products vegan? Well, undoubtedly, the trend of dropping the word vegan in favour of plant-based, that has removed the single point of difference that we have a chance of winning on as vegan businesses. Put a plant-based product from an ethical vegan company on the shelf, stripped of its vegan message, next to a plant-based product from a meat or dairy company, and the consumer will see no deliminator. There is no difference. So it then comes down to price and brand recognition. And the larger company is almost always going to be able to simply squeeze out the smaller. So those increased sales figures in the short term may just translate to you being priced out of the market in the long term. And that's what we've seen happen with so many vegan brands this year. We have been soundly beaten at our own game. And even if you say, well, by not calling products vegan, we're prompting more people to try a vegan product. Well, we're a bit late to that party now. (laughs) Tesco supermarket is selling plant-based burgers for 85 pence a patty. Burger King has an excellent plant-based Whopper for people to try. Some of the best chocolate I've had this year has been supermarket own brand. And I had one of the best plant-based pizzas of my life in Pizza Hut. The non-vegan companies They've already got that covered for us. And because you are unlikely to be unable to compete with them on price, or even if we've been honest on quality, then does it still make sense for you to not use the term vegan? Getting rid of the only thing that you can beat them on, your ethics and your mission to end animal cruelty. Now, I'm going to leave that as an open question. Because like I said, this is a journey. But when you have people like the January founder, Matthew Glover, banning the use of a phrase plant-based in the marketing of his vegan chicken company, VFC, because as he put it, they are vegan activists first and food producers second, then that kind of gives you a great template to follow. 
And I have been to meat-free and plant-based conferences where they've served bacon sandwiches for breakfast and seafood for lunch, simply because the plant-based market has been so divorced from the ethics of veganism. And after all, I guess that's why we are vegan business tribe and not plant-based business tribe. Okay, so there is so much to go through here. So let's just have a quick bullet point rundown of everything that we've talked about in our third, but I'm sure not final attempt in three years to answer the question, should you call your business or product vegan, plant-based or something else? So number one, Many companies have undoubtedly built successful businesses by not using the term vegan. Blonde's cruelty-free eatery. They regularly get customers through their door that they don't think they would have got if they'd have called themselves vegan. But again, other companies have seen the opposite to also be true. For example, Pixel Rose Vegan Hair Salon or Mine and my wife's Lisa's favourite place to stay, Peazone Park Vegan B&B in Scarborough. They also get plenty of non-vegans booking with them too. Two, the market has changed massively over the last couple of years. As more and more people have moved to plant-based alternatives, the big food companies, they have moved too to meet this demand cheaper than the independent vegan brands ever could. And the consumers, they have followed. The market hasn't declined, it has moved. Three, by removing the vegan label from businesses in return for something which is less likely to put off non-vegan customers, we've also removed our point of difference. Whilst we were boasting about how much the plant-based sector was booming, Those who stood to lose the most from that happening, they were quietly slipping around the back and stealing the keys. Four, if you are a vegan with a business, then you should fight the pressure to hide the fact that your company is vegan or make that a secondary message. You should use your business and the platform you create by having a business to fight for the animals and achieve animal rights. And I would argue even doing so if that adds extra barriers. Five, if you sell somebody a great vegan product without making it really clear that it is a vegan product, then actually you could just be promoting the meat and dairy industries. Six, saying that removing a barrier to someone trying a vegan product by not calling it vegan means that more people will then try that product That is a really sound argument, and it's been proven over and over again by studies and market research. But we're a bit late to that party now. The big food companies, they've already got that covered. They've already got great plant-based products on the shelves. So by doing the same that they are doing, you are just putting yourself on the same playing field as them. You've removed the only thing that you can beat them on your ethics. And that is it. Okay, so really great discussion. 
And if you are a Vegan Business Tribe member, do go and read all the opinions that people put forward about this in the conversation on the Community Hub on this topic. We had some really good comments from Sandra Namoto, again, really good friend of the show, Sandra, who actually started the discussion with some great market research on the topic, as well as Katrina Fox, our resident guest vegan business expert, and many more of our members too. But that is it for another episode. And just again to thank our sponsors, Mad Promotions, Mindful Wealth, The Vegan Publisher, and Vegan Accountants. And if you are not yet a member of Vegan Business Tribe and you are a regular listener of this podcast, then please do go take a look at our website over on veganbusinesstribe.com. And if you want to get amazing support for your business and just surround yourself with other people on the same mission, please do consider signing up with us because you'll also be supporting us to keep producing this podcast every week along with everything else we do to champion the vegan business scene around the world. Thank you for giving up your time to be here. Please do subscribe to our YouTube channel and make sure that you give us a like if you're watching the video version or if you're listening to us on a podcast platform, please do go give our show a five-star review. It really makes such a difference. And I will see you on the next one.